The Youthscape Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Youthscape Podcast. This is the fourth of uh, what we expect to be a fairly long-running series of special editions that we're producing during the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, and uh, things are looking a little bit different for us, but you still... I'm glad to say, have the uh, the company in your ears of myself, Martin Saunders, here in Rygate and up in the north of England. Is Rachel Gardner, and it is as hot in Preston in March as I experienced it in, in London in May. So I think that's, it's incredible, this weather. Do we need to talk about this weather, Martin? I think, this weather is extraordinary. I think as, uh, as Christians, we need to be talking about the theology of this weather. I've just got to ask, <laughs> is, is God having a bit of a laugh? with us honestly oh. just just as i mean we have had months of horrid weather here in the uk oh. and then suddenly after we've all been told to stay in our homes the sun has come out and it is gorgeous glorious every single day what's it that all about uh, so my take is slightly different i think this is a beautiful uh, creator god moment because even just wandering around when i were Went out once today, just once. I should have only the, once. Uh, the food bank drop off stuff. Only once. Um, but lots of dear folks, the homeless um, isolation unit sitting outside, getting some fresh air, and lots of you know, the flats around people in the windows with their, they're you know, waving at me. So I think even if we can't physically get very far because we haven't got gardens, there's something about sunlight streaming through your window that mm. does change things. I think it's better for our mental health. So I'm praying it continues because I think if, it, if we get the rain and the wind again, I think that could make things very difficult. That is a good take, Rachel, actually. And uh, yeah, when it's interesting, isn't it, having our one state-sponsored uh, walk a day. And so um, you go outside. I live quite near a park, so I know I realise I'm very privileged to live quite near a park. Um, what's been amazing has been watching British people trying to awkwardly stay the regulation two metres away from each other when they're out on their on their walks each day. And so it, it's, it's just... It's, it's highly entertaining because people are stopping and staring at each other like we've got we've all got the plague um, and, and and sort of saying I we don't want to we, we might do but you know there's there's that sort of yeah. look of slight not just fear but like genuinely not quite sure you know the British yeah. sense of not being quite sure what the right yeah. thing to do in this social situation is um, but it, it's like <laughs> magnified a thousand times all over the park so um, yes so I'm quite enjoying that it is it's, but I, I do want to know do you think do you think some of the population are going to have a tougher time now, i'm not talking about you know in the grand scale it's challenging for all of us that that obviously make that point but how we are wired and some of us kind of going to find this a little bit more tricky and i wonder martin if youth workers tend to be a little bit up the end that i'm at that i'm at kind of very relational want to be physically with people want face-to-face -face youth ministry to happen you know find it really hard to be stuck inside can operate the stuff online can, can nail that can smash that but actually this is just now beginning to kick in as oh this is just a bit annoying like zoom is amazing but zoom sucks <laughs> yeah i also wonder whether we're just going to start to 
we're moving out of the honeymoon period of Zoom or Skype or whatever, or house party or whatever mm. system you're using. And there may be some people for whom this is great. For some people, of course, have been doing this for years. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they have much to teach us about how to do some of this online uh, youth work and church stuff. But um, when you've got maybe three or four Zoom work meetings in the daytime and then, you know, in the evening, you might, if you're part of a church, you might have like your house group wanting to meet over a Zoom. And I had yes, my church asking yeah. me whether I wanted to go to a seven o'clock uh, Bible study this morning over Zoom. And, and I start to get Zoom fatigue. I start to feel quite physically mm. quite tense about the idea of, of sitting in front of another zoom call um so there's just the first thoughts you know of like maybe the answer to all, all these things the answer to what youth work and church looks like in isolation isn't just sitting in front of video calls That's, that is a that is a good question because i think we're gonna have to engage for the long haul with it it's not going to always be like this and it no. probably will change some of our communications the thing i've been reflecting on i wonder if people listening what what your perspective is on this um because i I, for me today, I've just been reflecting on how decisions are made. So obviously we're all um, you know, doing things differently. We're having to make decisions that, that reflect what our household looks like, the additional pressures, maybe having children at home or people we're caring for, looking after ourselves. Um, so making decisions all the time and making decisions about what our youth ministry is going to look like. You know, who do we need to get permission from for that? That's interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm just wondering how, how we are going to negotiate decisions being made when when all our communication is online via WhatsApp, email. So mm -hmm. today with the team, we suddenly realized we're communicating too much, Yes, ironically. And I think it was, we were communicating too scattergun. And so nobody quite knew who was supposed to be doing what in the end. Um, so it's, it, is, it is getting that balance, isn't it? And, and being highly effective in our communication is one thing, but also recognizing that communication isn't just about decision-making and information. It's all about, also about feeling connected and feeling known and heard and valued. And, and I think I've been in lots of Zoom meetings, deciding things about the vulnerable young people behind the minister, deciding things about how we're going to film stuff when, when we can't use the church building anymore. And, but actually, I suddenly realized I really miss just saying to Beth, oh, how are you doing? And what did you do last night? And how are you feeling? We've not had those conversations because they've been mm -hmm. quite kind of functional. So I, I wonder, as you say, how we're going to sort of lean into that more creative communication. And anyway, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? How, how are we going to kind of take care of each other online mm. as well? Not just, not just our young people, as essential as that is, but how are we going to take care of each other? Yeah, yeah. So Martin, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, about last night. It, <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, I, I need to tell you that uh, I've got some thoughts about uh, online youth work, and they may be coloured somewhat by uh, how how well or otherwise yesterday evening's attempt at doing it went. So, um, so yeah. So this was our second week of uh, of running our youth group. Uh, in a sort of broadcast, interactive broadcast kind of format. So uh, the first time we did it, and I think I reported back on this last week, but it feels like a million years ago, 
um, we had, uh, as you were allowed to at the time, uh, three of us in a room, uh, the, the appropriate two meters apart, being filmed by a fourth person, uh, that can no longer happen. No. Um, so instead, we were um, all Zoom calling into uh, a fourth location where we have this incredible, gifted 19-year-old producer guy called Ollie, who just, I mean, honestly, the talent that that sort of 19 year olds sometimes have uh is in, is incredible like he can do things i don't even understand with technology um and uh, and so he was stitching it all together into a sort of uh presentation that was then being live streamed on youtube um and then young people at home were able to uh comment into that in different ways safely of course we had some safeguarding stuff uh, in place um but also they were able to participate in quizzes and games and things um or that's how we set it up and of course the technology did not play ball at all and so we had the experience last night of what happens when you're trying to do something quite innovative and creative and the technology is just not uh keeping pace and so um we had what what felt like a hack from somewhere um kind of come in and, ru and ruin our uh, our game that we we're playing with the young people um so we're not really sure what happened there um but then there was a bit of a lag on the on the technology as well so they were behind and long story short i don't i'm never ever going to let anyone see it but um uh you know what we did was basically um a bit of a a bit of a car crash however what we also noticed throughout was the young people with us, they were engaged and they loved it. And in fact, when it fell apart of the scenes, they loved it even more. And so we've had loads, loads of comments and, and messages today from young people who are like, thank you for giving us such a good laugh last night. We really enjoyed watching you absolutely die on your attempts to be technically competent. Of course, I'm in my 40s, so they just think it's like the old man can't, can't press the right buttons. Little do they know that there's a brilliant 19 year old behind it who can't figure it out either um, and you've got to slightly protect him haven't you i do i do although i've just thrown him under the bus by mentioning <laughs> on this on this podcast but it's it's youth workers listening who are just like i need that 19 year old in my life yes yeah absolutely yeah so no, um, I, I, so it went a bit wrong I, but but yeah. it went a bit right also <laughs> i've noticed that the very simple very royal the stuff that we all knew, uh, young people just love. So yesterday on our on our, um, our older youth WhatsApp group, it was uh, the challenge of the day was toilet roll keepy uppies, and we were just filming ourselves and posting them if we could like keep the football the, the toilet roll up in the air. And a number of our young people are in self isolation with their families and so bored out their brains um, and having but also having to submit work by 5 p.m so like suddenly like five past five there's a flurry of activity um, and uh, so actually i managed to keep up the toilet roll twice two two here i thought that was quite quite good actually i mean well done it was terrible compared to the rest but it but it but again it's like a tiny thing but it was hilarious and it kept us all going really for a couple yeah. of hours which is really really nice really nice so i think for me that kind of stuff works a little better having two little children at home who i've been with all day and then who are you know we are all fit to kind of like be screaming at each other by the end of the day and and, I, and i'm not saying that to be kind of like woe is me this is just a reality um, but actually the evening stuff i find quite hard to connect with because you know <laughs> screaming children in the background is not conducive to good discussion online but during the day, the little short, sharp and often, I find 
really works just calling up young people saying what can i be praying for now how are you doing mm. where have you gone for your walk today what are you eating what are you cooking this is what i'm cooking those things are still really priceless aren't they they're really yeah. they're really powerful i should always have been doing that but it's taken in a worldwide pandemic <laughs> pandemic yeah to remind us of this really hasn't it's it? interesting Absolutely. isn't it Absolutely. but i think there'll well, be some things I, there'll be some things that we uh probably keep doing that we mm. that are initiated by uh what it's like to do youth work in uh a world of social isolation and pandemic that, that we continue on into the brave new world that we emerge into in a yeah. hopefully a few months time um so that's there's got there's got to be silver linings to these things and, and that certainly will be one of them yesterday so thursday um we created a new resource which we've um, which we've released for free on the youthscape uh coronavirus live blog um which is your one-stop shop for all uh, information resources tools signposting safeguarding stuff there's so much great stuff on there but as part of that now, there's this new resource, which we're calling Together Apart, um, which is, I mean, we're basically just doing fast track innovation here. So we've created something and we just released it immediately into the wild. Um, so uh, so normally we do a bit more piloting and testing and, uh, uh, and developing, but actually we're just gonna, um, we, we see that there's a tremendous need for some, some resources right now. And so um, we've created the first two sessions of this thing. There's gonna be six sessions in all it's it's not reinventing the wheel at all it is a very simple thematic curriculum for uh, talking about faith with young people but it's all provided uh first of all the hour-long sessions which are all designed to be run um online in the context of maybe a video chat kind of application uh, but also there's about as much in terms of leaders notes uh, for how to run it online as there is actual content so there's loads and loads of information on there about how you would run this online and what it would look like, how you would, um, if things don't work, how you might adapt it, if thing, if your group, if there are special circumstances, how you might change it. Um, and it's all designed really to just get the ball rolling for those who don't feel hugely confident um, developing a, an online youth session. It's just six sessions to get you up and running. Now, it's not the innovative new model of youth ministry that's going to change the world. I'll tell you that right now. It is not like we've not created something incredible and new that we want to hold up as completely different innovation. But it feels like the thing we need right now just to get us going, just to mm -hmm. get us the next step along the journey. Um, so it's mm -hmm. free. You can download the first couple now and the last four sessions are, are being written at the moment. They'll be released over the next couple of weeks. So go and check it out. See what you think. But maybe what what is awesome about this, Martin, is that this is the new age of innovation, that we get things out quicker to a group who immediately pilot it and there's a necessity thing I mean that's really exciting thinking actually something I download from the Youthscape website and I use I'm, I'm effectively um, shaping something that is an, an ongoing that could become a model in the future that's that's really exciting because I think as, as the youth ministers and, and youth leaders we we need to be when, when we emerge from this time into a brave new world we need to be some of the voices that the wider church listening to about about what church on the front line looks like in the future I think lots of learning that youth ministers and workers are going to be doing in this time just you know putting one foot in front of the other grabbing hold of resources like that working you know, working it gruelingly for your context wrestling with it i think what's going to come out is some incredible learning about how we can help the church really lead in this next 
uh, season of life. So I'm yeah. I'm excited, and I think that's awesome that Youthscape are, are preparing to open up and say this is not normally where we open things up to you guys. There's a fragility here. We're making ourselves vulnerable. It's not the shiny products, but that's incredible. I love that heart, and I think we'll all rise to that and and take it on. So yeah, well done. I'm very proud of Youthscape. Oh, <laughs> well, that is awesome. I mean, given. Um, given that we sort of pulled it together in a few uh, days, literally. Um, we also, I, I had to think of a, I was just about to upload it to the website and I realized it didn't have a name. That's how that's oh. how uh, that's how fra <laughs> fragile first draft it is. So I I was like oh I've got a so I came up with together a part as a name which uh, feels like a, a sort a of pop song a pop song doesn't it? It sounds like Taylor Swift. Together apart. Oh my, that's awesome. Now not only are we revealing to the lovely listener our beloved listener um, such beautiful goodies that you can download for free from the. Uh, Youthscape Life Blog, but we have, oh my goodness, we've got an amazing guest today. And I know, I know we always say it, but today it just feels like an added layer of just absolute gloriousness. Martin, do you want to do the do the honors and reveal who, who you're chatting to? So um, I am absolutely thrilled about who we've got to interview today. Um, I I just had a little think about who would be the person who might be bomb to the soul right now the one person the youth ministry community surely would love to hear from and um you know what i made a very short list and uh, and then i went to the top of that list and i thought you know what she's got to be at home she's probably in front of a computer it's just a question of whether she'll take my call or not and you know what she did so uh this is an interview with uh the amazing kenda creasy dean well this is a bit of a treat um, it's uh, it's practically the middle of the night for me, um, but that's okay. I've, I've stayed up late um, because I've been able to call my friend, uh, Kenda, Kenda Dean, who is uh, in 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 her house on the campus of uh, Princeton Theological Seminary in the United States. How are you, Kenda? Oh my gosh, it's so good to talk to you, Martin. Are you um are you sort of isolated and and locked down just as we are? We are sheltering in place, as they say here, which means we are not supposed to go anywhere um, except for vital emergencies and doctor's appointments and that kind of thing. So you're allowed to go get food and medicine and that's just about it. Yeah. So it's very surreal. It sounds a bit like... Um... It sounds a bit like the way it is here in the UK uh, this week. Um, you, um, you know, I've just been watching the news, and uh, you've got obviously this guy in charge in your country who thinks. Well, that's saying a lot, but yeah. Who, who, he's he's saying it'll all be over by Easter. I think is that the <laughs> is that the plan? What is the what is the general feeling about that? You know, because uh, obviously no, he's saying that. I, I've not met anyone who thinks that, but. Um, it would, I mean, look, it'd be great if that would be the case, but it would take Jesus to do that. And um, as far as I know, um, Trump is not in charge of that. So, um, you know, I, it's, um, everybody's pretty much, um, I think, buckling in for a long haul on this. And and how are you, how are you, do, can I ask, can I start with that? Like, um, oh. you know, how are you doing kind of with the emotional impact of um, suddenly shutting down everything, uh, you know, you've obviously closed the, the, the campus down. Yeah. Um, we were so, closed. We've been closed for 
a couple of weeks now. Yeah. So how does that feel? It's very weird. This is, I mean, for you too, I know. And I, oh my gosh, for every youth worker, I can't imagine um, what, what that's like to be on the front lines right now. The um, it's, it's the most surreal moment for ministry I've ever been in. And mm. um, I mean, we are so lucky compared to many, many, many people. So I don't take that lightly at all. Um, but there's been, I wasn't prepared for the grief and it's funny. We had uh, my, my church is online at the moment. That's fascinating in itself. And we had one, one zoom, um, link that was our worship service. And afterwards you clicked another one and it was our coffee hour. And during the coffee hour, we had, um, questions. And one of the questions was, what's your Enneagram and how is the, how's your Enneagram type dealing with this? And the, um, the fives who are the people who live in their heads were like, Oh, I've been, I've been preparing my whole life for this. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I only have to be with the people I want to be with. I don't have to see anyone else. And the sixes who are the worriers were like, Oh man, I've been worrying about this my whole life. And now I don't know what to worry about anymore. (laughs) And the sevens, I might be a seven are the people who have fun a lot. And we're in crisis. Yes. (laughs) And I've just been very sad to be without three-dimensional bodies. I feel like the world is flat again. This is it. So I, I, I'm a seven apparently. And, uh, oh, this, this, I don't that's really shocking by the way, Martin. Yeah. Not all right. Even okay. a little bit. Okay. I, don't, I mean, for people who don't understand the Enneagram, we might as well be saying, yeah, I, I realize this is a cult we're in. Right. But yeah. But, um, but, but there is something about like, we were just saying before we started recording, like, this is nice. We are doing a zoom call right now, but even, two weeks into this, my life is, is full of zoom calls and I right. hate, I hate zoom now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Already. Yeah. Yeah. Generation Z right now stands for zoom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. But, but one of the things that we've, um, we've started to do just in the first couple of weeks here, and I don't know if it's the same for you there is there's been a big shift, very, very, a very quick shift to moving all our activities online in some way or that, that being, uh, that must be the answer. That must be the solution. Um, and everybody's jumping to, and, and including us, my goodness, youthscape is throwing everything at online youth work at the moment. And in oh, my home church, yeah. that's, that's what we're doing as well. The seminary is all online. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but also I'm starting to have this sense of like what we just took described this zoom fatigue. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe, online youth work is not the be all and end all of innovation in the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. It's really interesting that I think, well, first of all, I think it's an easy, well, it's, it's not easy. It would have taken us 40 years to be have to move this much stuff online if we hadn't had this, Yeah, true. but, um, we did it in weekend. So look what you can do, hmm. but we're not good at it yet. So it's really boring. That's one thing. And we're not very creative about it because, you know, it's like, it's probably what happened, you know, in the first millennium when people first had pencils, they didn't know what to do except, you know, hold them, I guess. And it took a while for people to do anything interesting other than just, you know, draw straight lines, I suppose. But, um, and we'll, we'll figure it out, but we're not there yet. But Mm. here's, this is, this was interesting. I have 
So I have a class that I'm teaching now online that I teach normally at our campus on a farm. And the whole reason for doing this class is to be on the farm and to plant things and to, to try to, you know, get things to grow and to cultivate life. It's a whole big metaphor for ministry, cultivating life, right? So hmm. the idea is to make it all very tangible. Well, that's, of course, out the window right now. So we're teaching this class on the farm online. So we're doing, we're using a book, which um, uses as a metaphor in the book, sweetgrass, which is a Native American um, grassy plant that they braid a lot and use in various rituals and use to braid and make baskets and so on. Anyhow, the long and the short of it was we got um, sweetgrass braids for everyone in the class that we were going to use for prayer exercise. Well, when we couldn't meet in person, we decided to mail the um, sweetgrass braids to everybody in the class. And so they had this, for the first day of class, which was last week, they had this tangible little totem that they were holding in their hand while we were meeting online. And the fact that they could hold something while they were in this virtual thing was really powerful as it turned out. Yeah. Um, just because there was something three-dimensional as well as the two-dimensional thing that was going on on the screen. So I do think that we're hungry, you know, for something that has this embodied shape to it. I, I don't know that we figured that out at all. Mm. Um, I, I think kids are far ahead of most of us in terms of their comfort with the two-dimensional screens. Of course, they've been you know, virtual everything for their whole lives. Yeah. But I think there's really something profound about the tangible, embodied, being able to touch and feel. I think it's sacramental, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the, there's something that's always powerful about a sacrament, even for people who don't have much familiarity with churchy things. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's a very material experience of God, you know, God's presence is felt and touched as well as seen and heard. And, um, that part we got to figure out a little bit. Um, hmm. church is a place that we smell each other as well as see each other. Hmm. And I think it matters that sometimes we're with smelly people, <laughs> you know, um, we haven't figured out how to smell each other yet online. I, well, I knew if I interviewed you about this, you'd come out with something really profound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, that that's the most profound thing you've heard all day, that we I should all it. be stinky in church. There you uh, go. I'm I'm so glad I stayed up for this. Yeah, there you I'm go. So glad. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're welcome. But I, I I'm just as we think about like this, I've got this sort of you know, I don't know if you've started to do this yet, but I've started to have hunches about where this might go or where true like new things might lie. Um, and I think you're right. I think finding a relationship with the what's on the screen and something f physical and tangible that you can hold in your hands is going to be, is maybe going to be part of the answer and maybe creating, how do you create holy moments? I don't know that you can create holy moments just yeah. 
purely on a screen because that's where we have our kind of consumeristic that's what like it's the fulcrum of our consumeristic society isn't it like a screen so it can't just be about that yeah I don't know. I'm reaching. I well, just it's funny something. because I, right now, uh, pastors are are getting all these mixed messages, even within my own denomination. I'm United Methodist, and I happen to be on the email threads of several different bishops. They're all giving conflicting advice about communion. What do you do about communion when all churches are meeting online, right? They've been yeah. doing online church forever, and now, oops, now everybody has it. Yeah. So, you know, some are saying, oh, well, do a love feast. And some are like, oh, well, just do communion because, you know, John Wesley never thought about this. And, <laughs> you know, other, I mean, I'm kind of like, look, all bets are off. And if the Holy Spirit can bind us together across space and time and resurrection, the Holy Spirit can probably handle a pandemic and the fact that we're all online. So Mm -hmm. maybe we just let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does and bind us together in some way that's mystical and we don't really understand because after all, that kind of is the point anyway. And we won't worry so much about all the logistics of all of this. Um, So I'm sure that's really sacrilegious what I just said to somebody, but um, we just don't know what God's up to except that God's the only one that's not surprised by any of this. Yeah. And yeah. that gives me, if, <laughs> there's not much comforting to me right now, but that's kind of comforting to me. Um, I don't think God wished this on anybody, but God's not surprised by it. So, I'm, yeah. I was going to kind of ask you about um, that whole uh, question of how, of consolation in the midst of, of all this mm. and how we, um, uh, we still have this kind of this calling, this responsibility to to care for the young people who God has put in front of us. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but it's hard to offer consolation to them when we ourselves, if we're really honest, are feeling a whole mix of of emotions and and you know we we previously in in um, in more uh, regular circumstances we'd say to people you know you can only lead out of your own walk you can only um you can only lead young people as far as you've gone right now we might feel like we're in free fall how do you lead young people when you feel emotionally all over the place well yeah i mean (laughs) great question for which we do not have answers let's just yes absolutely yeah but um I mean, I think one thing that, well, here's what I'm pretty sure we can't do. I think it's fraudulent, right, to offer some kind of cheap, cheesy, you know, um, (laughs) I don't know, um, oh, you know, unicorns and flowers and everything is, you know, good. If you just, if we, we can just pray our way through this as though everything's going to be fine kind of thing. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people for whom this is not going to be fine. Mm. There's a lot of people for whom, you know, they're getting back on their feet after having their business completely obliterated or having somebody they love die or, or having, having some sense that it's somehow okay to sacrifice grandparents for the sake of the economy. I mean, who thinks Mm -hmm. that's, who who thought that was even, even 
possible that we would have people saying stuff like that. I mean, yeah. that we would somehow be rationing medical care in such a way. I mean, it's unthinkable. And yet, these are conversations that have been happening. Mm. Um, we have a prison that's um, in New York. It's one of the largest prisons in the U.S. that it turns out, this isn't because of the coronavirus, it's been a plan for pandemics that turns out people have planned for these mm. um, for some time. But in the case of pan pandemic, um, these prisoners are to dig 51,000 graves. And wow. that plan is ready to be activated if it is needed. And, you know, that's a ch chilling reality. Hmm. So, I mean, what we don't want is cheap platitudes. Kids, first of all, see right through them and their lies. That, that would hmm. be... An that would be telling a lie. I, the first thing we do is we have to tell the truth, you know? And so we name a thing for what it is. But also we name grace where we see it too, right? And so here's the, here's the symbol of that for me in the last couple weeks. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, crappy stuff going on. And so I just have to, I have to say that for what it is. Yeah. But I also have tried to also name the places that have been kind of the grace breaking through moments. So for us, that has included, we're having a beautiful spring right now. It doesn't make any sense that spring would be beautiful, but it is. It's beautiful right now. We have exactly the same thing here. The sun has come out after months of, of yeah. darkness and rain. I mean, here we are. I mean, this might be the longest Lent on record, right? But, yeah. but I had a colleague who made the comment that, you know, whatever, whatever Sunday it is that we are first allowed back in church together hmm. will be Easter, no matter when that is. Yeah. You know, that's a lovely thing to look forward to. Hmm. The first week that this was happening, and I know there were all these false reports about dolphins in the canals and so on in Italy. Hmm. Yeah. But, but I heard a commentator in China say that, you know, because of the, um, the pollution being less, he saw stars over Shanghai, hmm. which apparently is not something you see all the time there. Hmm. And that phrase stuck with me, stars over Shanghai. You know, that's kind of, that's a grace breaking through when there are stars over Shanghai. Hmm. So I'm kind of on the lookout for stars over Shanghai. You know, I feel like... It's not like I think that the pollution is going to get solved out of this or that somehow this is in order to solve climate change. That'd be nice, but that's not going to happen. And it's just, it doesn't make right all of the horrors of this, mm. even if it would. But it, but there are glimmers where God kind of reminds us, hey, I'm still here. Mm. You know, hey, this sucks but I haven't vanished. I'm still on the scene, you know? Mm. And I think it's, I think it's our call to name those too. And so to have those conversations right now, I think matters a lot. The other thing that I, that have been really important for me are these videos that kids are making because they're stuck at home and yeah. 
they <laughs> and sometimes they're hilarious and they're putting all of their spring concerts online that musically sometimes they're beautiful and sometimes they're just really creative and fun and um yeah, I so far I haven't seen good ones from churches, but I've seen some really good ones from teenagers that um, <laughs> are, are stuck at home. <laughs> there will be there will be a raft of churches trying to imitate those shortly. There, there will. I I hope so. Actually, um, I I saw a couple that uh, were branded, you know, fails, but um, yeah, they were. They were hopeful tries, let's put it that way. There, there's something interesting. I mean, so I'm sharing a house with um, two teenagers, weirdly. Uh, that just happened to me um, just because of the stage that my own children are at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and watching particularly my uh, daughter, uh, the way that she and her friends are just innovating their way through this, huh. uh, you know, in terms of the way that they're choosing to meet together and they're kind yeah. of running their own little school sessions together yeah. and homework yeah. clubs together. And and um, I find it really interesting watching her and watching what young people are doing. And I, and I do think maybe when we think about innovation, um, we would do very well to keep our eyes on what young people are doing. But also I'm thinking, you know, when we talk, you're talking about looking for stars over Shanghai, my goodness, that is a hard phrase to forget. But, um, yeah. but, but looking for hope, you, you've got to think about what it's going to be like to continue to pastor a generation of, of young people who have who've had this interruption in their Yes, teams. yes. Like, yes. what is that going to, what, what is that, what could that do? There's a very hopeful version of what that could do to the world. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the, I, I actually think this is a hopeful thing. Um, it, we will have to stop pretending things that don't work, work. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I think we are... We, it, it is a great unmasking. That's true socially in a lot of so systems that um, are being taken to their knees right now. The truth is there are many things that have not worked for a long time, but we've been able to pretend or look the other way. That's done now. And um, I think that, uh, yeah, this is the time when it's like, okay, now it gets real. And I think that's a good thing. I think that Christ matters now or Christ does not matter. But because I, I, there, there's some great, massively significant thing happening that this is happening in the season that includes Easter. <laughs> and... Um, Yesterday was the um, Feast of the Annunciation, yeah. which means um, it is nine months until um, Christmas. Mm. Um, so you have that long to get your shopping done. Um, but um, it means that theoretically, it was the day that uh, Gabriel showed up and said to Mary, you know what? You are pregnant with God's son and that child is the hope of the world. And she said, okay, I'll go with it. And, you know, it's, um, it's kind of a massively, I mean, it, nobody thinks about that who's a Protestant in the middle of Lent. 
<laughs> but <laughs> it's but it's a massively hopeful um, moment um, in the middle of this season where we're supposed to be contemplating our death. So anyway, yeah. See, I, I knew things. I knew we would get this. I knew if if I just stayed up and called you, we'd get this from you eventually. We moved on. <laughs> we had smelly people. I, it was a, that was a that was a weird moment, but we <laughs> we got there in the end. Stars stars over Shanghai. Stars over Shanghai, right? Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Kendra. <laughs>